Hello and welcome to Your Average Critics, um, a weekly podcast dedicated to film, TV and pop culture. Uh, I'm back this week and joined... <laughs> I wanted to say a massive thank you to Obi for being in my stead. You did a sterling job um, and I think I've got a, a run for my money. So, um, yeah, to be fair, we were talking earlier and we were planning to out you. Like, oh, really? Out you out of the group. It's yeah. a mutiny. It's a mutiny. So we are literally going to tell me to get out, which is... Uh, <laughs> Obi can't think of segues like that, can he? Um, <laughs> so I'm joined this week by Obi, Chris and Oliver, or Ollie. Ollie, um, we can edit that out. <laughs> I never call you Oliver. <laughs> I never fucking call him Oliver. I don't know why I said that. Christopher? That. Christopher? I'm a fool, eh? Um, so, well, yeah. I've heard of my government name, jeez. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, how long is that to the first edit? 52 seconds. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, this is why Obi does the podcast. Um, so, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Get Out. Um, we're going to have a little spoiler-filled Logan chat um also going to talk about some anime which is something that we haven't spoken about before um and something which i don't think we're all that well versed in i certainly not myself um but anyway how how has your week been guys or the last two weeks since i've seen you i went to birmingham yesterday birmingham why oh it wasn't very nice you know. Okay. Arsene Wenger continues to break my heart, but you know. Yes, he's been breaking my yeah. heart since two thousand and six. Right, no offense to anyone. This who, isn't going to be a fo- football podcast. It's you not. You can say that. It's not. But no offense to anyone who might be from Birmingham and listen to this or have an affiliation <laughs> with Birmingham. But the whole of Birmingham, at least the bits that I went to, it smells like piss. <laughs> oh God! Like genuinely. You got to go, Jim and St Patrick's Day. That is the best time to be there. And it will smell even more like piss. Yeah. Yes. He Just was, saying. He was there. The day after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. True. How was your St. Patrick's Day, guys? It was alright. I watched Iron Fist. Okay. It's we'll fun. talk about that later. Mm. Anyone do anything special for St. Patrick's Day? Mm, bar crawl. Bar crawl all the way through oh, London. Yeah. Although, I tell you what, something did happen this week. Um, it's another toilet incident, but not on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that that was, made me crack. I was up. in a restaurant, and there was, there was like the, the guy's toilet, so I give a little knock. Oh, door was open, so I opened it. And there's a fucking guy just sitting there, stark bollock naked, <laughs> just dropping a doozy. <laughs> dropping a doozy. <laughs> what did you do? And I'm like, I don't know whether to apologise. And I'm like, shit. I just walk out. And you know, why do you you think like you put a foot there in yeah. case of, like yeah. the latch isn't working? But he's just happy. He was happy. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> well, hopefully you have a toilet story every week, because <laughs> last week... Yeah, we should make that like, a segment, like, Ollie's weekly <laughs> toilet story. Um, have you got any Irish heritage in you? Not that I know. No? I'm pretty, pretty much everyone does, but... Um, Chris, do you? No, not at all. You said two people have Irish heritage. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, I posted, because I thought you did, because your middle name's Patrick. No, I'm not because of that. Oh, I thought you had Irish heritage, Chris. No, no. Mate, Fair no. enough. Okay, well, just me then, I yeah. guess. Well, maybe, Obi, you've got Irish uh, heritage. To be fair, yeah, yeah my no. great, great... Uncle Femi. Uh, Femi. 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 Femi O'Callaghan. Femi O'Callaghan. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, that's that's uh, our weekends. Um, I was in York last weekend, which was a lovely part of the country. Shit off. Uh, doesn't smell like piss. Mm. And um, actually, it smelled like shit because I was on a farm. But uh, yeah, and then this week was in Southampton, which kind of does smell like piss as well, but... I like I like Southampton. Uh, I like the smell of piss. <laughs> oh no no no! <laughs> it's much better than you clearly. <laughs> um, so 
Let's talk a little bit about Logan, because I know we've spoken about it the last couple of weeks, but now we've all finally seen it, we can kind of spoil it. So, as usual with this podcast... There are spoilers. Spoilers for pretty much... Just assume anything we talk about. People keep complaining to me that there's spoilers in these things, but we literally say before we start talking about it, there are spoilers, so beware. Yeah, I'm even going to start putting it in the description for these episodes, Um, because episode six, I I put, you know... Spoiler-free, Logan, so this is going to be spoilerific. So, main points, got to be the deaths. Yeah. What did mm. we think? I thought it was a bad dream. when. Um, so, we're talking about Professor X here. Yeah. I genuinely like, because I was looking at you, I was like, yeah. I grabbed Obi's arm, I was like, this yeah. can't be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so shocked, like, it, both of the deaths, I didn't expect either of them to happen, and like, I knew and at the point where X24 killed him, I knew that the person who was in that room, I knew straight away that, that wasn't Logan because they would have shown his face. Um, but like, I didn't expect, I thought they were just going to take um, Laura and then just leave. Yeah. Rather than him actually like go and kill him. And even when he did kill him. Well, it's because he, he turned around and he saw him. Yeah. So it's because he looked, he looked like Logan. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why he wasn't fussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even when he, when he, um, I was like, oh, well, is that the first time we see X24? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. As far as I can remember. Go on, sorry. Well, I was going to say, I was properly shocked by Professor X's death. Mm. I kind of saw Logan's death coming because mm. it was all about, yeah, this is the last time mm. um, Hugh Jackman's going to play Wolverine. You know, it's kind of based on Old Man Logan, isn't it? The comic yeah, strip. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of thought, if he's not going to play it anymore, yeah. the only natural ending for his character is for him to die. Yeah. Um, I just thought, I was just so waiting... And I waited to st- I stayed the first time I watched it, I stayed till I see the end credits. I was waiting for a Batman v Superman scene yeah, where the, the ground the moves, moves, yeah, or something just yeah, to show that he totally might still agree. be alive, sort of thing. But they never like fair play to them, they didn't give it. So Yeah, I did I did sort of think that as well. Um I thought it was quite poignant when she moves the crucifix yeah, over was, to an that, X. That was nice. But um okay, what do we think about the deaths then? Were you kind of angry that they killed off Maybe Professor X, if we sort of expected. I feel like it's time. Yeah, it's inevitable, really, yeah. isn't it? <clears throat> They've both come to the end of their yeah. X-Men lives. So. For, for Patrick Stewart's character to die in such a brutal way. Yeah, I know. And also, like, he died thinking it was Logan, yeah. we assume. Was it fair? No, he said it wasn't me. Well, Logan was saying to him, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. He was alive, as, he was, yeah. as he was grabbing him towards the thing. Even then, when Professor X died, that's what I was going to say a minute ago, when Professor X um, was dying... I thought, okay, they're going to get into hospital, they're going to save him. Then he just dies right there. I was like, oh. Yeah, I thought maybe Logan could put his blood in him and he could heal or oh, something. Yeah. He had three blades in his chest. I'm surprised he lasted that <laughs> long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that was the problem that you had with um, the uh, head of the family who shot you. Shot yeah, so, so. The, the, the Munsons, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. the, the patriarch, I guess, of that family. Mm. He gets killed and then you kind of see him in a pool of blood. And uh, this is also something which I had a problem with in Get Out. But um, And then it's kind of like a Deus Ex Machina moment where he just comes back just for one last stand. Yeah. And he just shoots him and then dies. I was like, what the hell? Could you not have had another character do that? Or at least, you know, he's kind of like, okay, he's dead. And then he comes out, shoots X-24 with a shotgun and then collapses. Mm. I was like... To be fair, we didn't, so see, we didn't see him die. We saw him get... Uh, Mauled. Um, yeah. Mauled, but it actually seemed like we saw the wife. Literally, we saw the wife dead. We saw the kid dead. But, we didn't but he had the, the strength husband. to shoot a shotgun or adrenaline, a rifle. Adrenaline and revenge. Can and do then it. he literally just drops dead. Adrenaline oh, and revenge can, oh, do, a lot of, it, yeah, can do a lot of things to you. 
Supernatural power. Isn't it? And then, and then bam, and it's yeah. like jelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, then what do we think about X24's eventual demise? So, yeah, fuck him, man. I don't care. So, but I mean, obviously, we want him to die. But in terms of... So we had a debate off air about whether he's got Logan's healing yeah. factor. So is he? Do we think well, he's a direct clone of I thought Logan? He, I thought he was. So but then, maybe but then, but my thought was that when the guy shoots him and he's pretty much out of commission, he's not healing at that point. Mm. He's literally there against the wall because he can't messed he, up. He can't. He can't, how could he heal? But isn't that, that isn't that isn't that Wolverine's healing ability? He can just heal. But, but not whilst he gets, he's impaled on yeah. something. And that's oh, why. Really? I'm assuming so because your body can't just. It's like, just I, I, assumed it, I assumed it healed around him, and then once he took it out, it would heal further. Well, I don't know. Maybe this doesn't count because of the continuity of the X Men universe. Mm. But in Days of Future Past, when he gets, when um, is it Magneto puts all of the Why? metal Missile through him, mm. he doesn't heal then. Mm. But what's, but he can't heal over the metal. So no, he's exactly. Healing up to the point of the metal, and then that's it. He can't go further. Until the metal's taken out, and then it will heal, keep healing. That's my assumption of it. Yeah, but then obviously, like X twenty four needed to be removed from the. Yeah, but his face was blown off. Part of his face was blown off, and he was face was not healing. That's my point. That's, that, that's true. He he. The rest of his body, I don't care about the rest. Also, of his body. if he didn't, sorry, I should not go on Chris. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. No, that's right. But I was just saying, like the car was it hit on him, wasn't it? The car hit him. Yeah. So that he, part, yeah, fine. Him on that, thing. that can't that can't heal fine. But his face, I'm pretty sure. His face was shotgunned yeah. and that wasn't healing. Yeah, so my true. assumption is that he's just like a super strong clone slash robot. Right. And that's why inevitably the adamantium. That was going to be my next point. In. So, and again, I know we can't really rely too much on the history of X Men continuity. Comic, but nonsense. But it's in uh, Origins where Logan gets shot in the head yeah. and, and heals. But then the question is do we just write off the first film? Because Deadpool essentially writes off the first film in some ways, and so does the age continuity era kind of writes it off a little bit. But then I guess it's like we were saying: does if you shoot adamantium into adamantium, does the strongest metal then go through the strongest metal? I don't know. How yeah. does that work? In so terms? what I'm 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 having trouble with is that adamantium is supposed to be the, the strongest metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it can't really be pierced. So, yet how is he impaled by a tree? I think it's just isn't it, it's just his bones that are adamantium. Yeah, he's adamantium so he's still bone. got flesh. Yeah. So this is this is this is Logan right time, at the end of the every film. Every time he gets cut and stuff, it hurts. Oh him. yeah, yeah, flesh wise. But yeah. then, so that means you, he could never get a, a broken bone. He does make a fair point. If the if the tree's going straight through him, that that tree's essentially just destroyed all his adamantium insides. True. But then he is getting old, and he does have a disease, does he not? A degenerative, because the adamantium poisons him. Poisoned him. Yeah. So maybe he's just so poisoned, he's just gone. <laughs> So my question here is, um, can I can I just quit? Does she take him off the tree before? She chops. Well, that's the thing. Well, sorry, go on. We'll, please do come back to your point, Obes. But when he's on the tree, he can just fucking cut it out of him, and surely he'd start healing. I think he, he yeah. was he was too far that's, gone. That's, that's my uh, thing. I think but, yeah. he was too far gone at that point. Yeah. But they could yeah. give him the serum, and he just he drank it, over, didn't he? But they, I'm sure they could find more. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I suppose that would just destroy the well, whole point of the yeah. end. Yeah. But anyway, it's it's probably like, oh my gosh, just let me go. <laughs> so you know, he, when he was sorry, I want to come back to my point in a minute. But Obi's interrupting himself. Yeah, when he was dying, I, I really like this thing. He was like. He was like, oh, so this is what it feels like, like to die. I think, oh, that's sick. Like, finally, he's actually experiencing death after, like, was he 200 years old? Yeah, Something stupid like that. <laughs> anyway, back to the point uh, I was going to say a minute ago. So, if we're saying that X24 uh, yep. um, is just, like, a super strong clone, 
and mm. doesn't have the healing factor. And X23, we've seen that she does have a healing factor. Yeah. Why would the scientists not make X24 with a healing factor as well? If they can make X23 with a healing factor? Maybe they didn't have his DNA. Maybe, because X23 is the, um, the daughter of Wolverine who has the original regeneration... Is she a really? daughter? Is she, if she's a daughter, then isn't X24 a son? <laughs> Technically. That's a good point. It depends, I don't know. She's not, she's not actually a daughter. But she was... Well, she she was she's, a, she's a clone. She was fetally grown. Like, she was grown as a fetus. Which is DNA. Yeah, but whereas I, I, I assume I, I that thought, X24... I thought she was a kid just born and then... Because they, they implanted some sort of, like, oh, syringe with the... the no, but, but genes it, you, see in the hosp- you see in the hospital in Mexico, like, bloody sheets where someone yeah. has given birth. Yeah. So they've taken... Uh, mutants DNA inseminated it into a host woman yeah. and then they've been given birth to whereas I assume that X24 wasn't given birth was, to they just create okay, yeah fine, so I assume okay, that in that sense, sense. so with that that makes sense in mind wait that means that that um, company had been going because that girl looks like what nine, nine years old eleven yeah. that means that company was doing that for eleven years right yeah yeah I'm just trying to get with the time zones because you think they happened, would have yeah. known about it? Well, well, isn't in at the end of because the rest of the X Men would have been around there. What's right? that? Sorry, eleven years. Yeah, you think so? You think like, you think um, Charles Xavier would have known about it before he went and seen it? Come on, Charles. Yeah, I think that what would be really interesting. I, I think we're poking holes. What would be we really are. interesting? So oh, I, think the, I think the biggest hole in this whole film is that it's set in twenty twenty nine. It's but too then, soon. But then going back to that, I feel they did it on purpose because I think Fox might have done it. So that there was no way that Marvel could ever get Wolverine in their film. Because if you think about it, we're set in 2016, 17 now if we did a new Marvel film. Yeah. So compared to what he, how he's aged in the most recent Logan film, he wouldn't have aged that much up to this point. when it, the new But they wouldn't be able to reference the old stuff. Because obviously you've got Tom Holland, who's Spider-Man now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, they've just discounted Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And then... Also, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, mm. he's not Evan Peters, who's the new generation Quicksilver. Yeah. So they just recast him, I assume. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is adamantium's the world's strongest metal, but isn't vibranium also yeah. the, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who Black I Panther... Think, yeah. he's... I think they're both really powerful, really strong, but I think adamantium is... the is the stronger metal of the two. Okay. It'd be interesting to see if, if they ever, both those metals were ever in the same yeah. universe. I don't know. They need some Valerian mm. steel in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Forged by dragon fire. Okay, so... Oh, uh, can I just air my grievance about the accents quickly? Sorry, yes, go for I didn't it. get to say it on the last time because I didn't want to really want to spoil it, but I'll try and... I'll say now. So, X-23 is a Spanish-speaking... Or a Spanish... Ac- a girl with a Spanish accent, she speaks Spanish um, because she was born and raised in, um, she was born and raised in the hospital in Mexico, like all those children were, like the the nurse said in the video, but pretty much all of the other children who speak all have American accents, so I'm just wondering where, where that would have... Is it maybe because her, the, the nurse who took her under her wing was Mexican? Maybe the others had... American 
nurses or helpers. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that's a bit of a reach, though. Well, I, I reckon know. Samuel Jackson would have something to say about that. He'd say <laughs> that these American kids could never <laughs> yeah. understand what it's like to be a Mexican kid. Just going back to your point, uh, uh, X-24 is a perfect clone of Wolverine. So he has, a perfect clone, so he has the healing factor yeah, as well. X-23 is deemed not a perfect clone. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Can you be a perfect clone if you're a different gender? <laughs> so, no, true. Yeah. No, but she was deemed a failure, sorry. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, Gen- com- Gen- comic book nonsense. Wait, what? Gender's just a spectrum, maybe. Of course, 2017, mate. All right, so, Ollie, I hear that you have seen a Marvel film. I did, yeah. Oh, my God, yay. Wow, Ollie, well done, well done. So You've got a lot more to watch, but... We are finally, after what, is this eight weeks of the podcast, we are finally getting through to you about the MCU. I'm going to make sure you watch all of them. Ollie, please, pray tell, what have you seen? So, I saw Doctor Strange this week. Did you um, like it, first of all? Well, I, I think we've mentioned this before that, you know, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I'm not going to understand this. Yeah. It was relatively easy to get. But I actually, the one thing I do want to note about the film, it, it was all right, mm. I'll give it that. Mm. The one thing I want to note about it is that I think last week or the week before we spoke about people doing accents. Yeah. Um, and Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent yeah. was a little bit strange. I don't know why they cast him <laughs> for that. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they could have had another actor, but I, mm. I don't know if it, you guys thought it was a little bit odd. I didn't really notice it at the time, but then I suppose you're used to watching him in um, Sherlock. I think, I think Sherlock and stuff it, like it, that. So. It seemed it was really False. Yeah. put on. Yeah. Why did he have to be American? Because the majority of it's set in America. In the comic, I'm assuming he's American. Manhattan, mate. It's where it's all yeah, but I mean, in the comic, the ancient one is an Asian Man. So I mean, let's you know, let's not be around the bush here. If Fair if point. they if they wanted him to be British, he could be British. Mm-hmm. Well, Especially as it's, as he's got dimension doors that can go anywhere in the world. Yeah, I mean they've got a London hub, haven't they? In that um mm. or headquarters or something. Yeah, London, true. Hong Kong. And... What really distracts me about that film is his facial hair. <laughs> I mean, come on, the goatee. That's how Doctor Strange does it, though. I think. Yeah, and then that so. cloak, the cloak that, like, self. Kind of, uh, it's kind of autonomous, I know, I know, yeah, I know and it just kind of yeah. beats up some guy. I was like, that's kind of cheesy. Yeah. But what did you think of it then? Did you did you like it? I liked it to a point. Yeah, you know, well, I just ended up watching it, um, and I thought, oh, you know, I like, kind of like the fight scenes. What's going to happen next? Because mm. I had no idea about mm. Doctor Strange actually. No, I didn't even. Um, know. But obviously, like, they always do this like huge epic final battle, and I thought oh, it's going on a little bit much. Yeah. Although. A couple of days later, I found myself just on YouTube going through and it came up with, you know, like a Marvel thing. Mm. And I actually ended up just watching like ten, tons of videos. Get you! Yeah. Get in the Marvel! Yeah, I know. And it was like 10 characters who can fight the Hulk and beat him up or, you know, things yeah, like so that. I love, what, I love watching so. stuff like that. You're finally accepted <laughs> into a podcast. I had, I had one... Now we can be I had, friends. I had a few things that I didn't like about Doctor Strange, though. Go on. So, I had, the first one was... I can't wait to do our superhero. Oh, oh my god, I'm I so can't, sad. I can't. Maybe we can do it on Saturday. Oh, go, Chris. Yeah, sorry, but, go. Uh, the first one was definitely, it's got to be the end fight with that baddie where he just kept reversing time. Don- it's clever though. Donna Rumor? Donna Rumor? It was just a bit like almost a cop out, but I suppose it's got to be in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second of all, I think we all could see the uh, spoilers that we, I, I mean, you all know this, isn't it? Yeah? The guy who became eventually the bad guy at the end. 
I didn't uh, see that coming. Saw, oh my god, yeah, I'm not pronouncing that guy's name. Oh, I definitely saw that coming. That was <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I, didn't. I was Fair like enough. he was getting so annoyed by it and he left and it was just like, oh okay. Yeah. And then also which is gonna have to happen in films, but like the way Doctor Strange went from this absolute nothing wizard Sick. to yeah. in a matter of moments being an absolute world class yeah, yeah, wizard. Yeah. But I heard at the I heard or or I listened to a podcast after Doctor Strange. Ooh. That was <laughs> it was before this one, don't worry. I'm not cheating on you. <laughs> um, it was before um they were saying that at the end of Doctor Strange, he's not anywhere near as powerful as he actually could be in um, the comics. So in the comics he becomes the head of the Yeah, the, the whole thing. The whole yeah. thing and he's like the most powerful one of the most powerful people in the whole Marvel universe. But they said at the end of the day at the end of Doctor Strange he's not actually anywhere near as It's because he used that medallion, point. isn't it, really? Mm. And apparently yeah. he's still like, got a lot to, there's still a lot of stuff that he can do that they didn't show. Fair enough, yeah. I didn't I didn't mind Doctor Strange. I kind of I saw from the trailer and I thought this isn't gonna be a film I particularly I, like. I, I agree with you. Um but then again I kind of thought that about Guardians of the Galaxy and I was very wrong with that. Yeah. But what I, I agree with you about the the big boss was yeah. Don Donoromu oh, something? Donno, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. But um Don Manu. Tracy Milan. <laughs> yeah, seventeen year old goalkeeper. But um yeah, because he's he's literally huge and yeah. he is like he could probably just sit on Thanos and like Thanos would just implode yeah. but you know they had this the biggest bad guy they've ever had in um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he just gets annoyed you know and just, he's like oh, I've got a song I'll get on and then he's just like alright fuck it like I'm leaving see you later yeah. maybe, Marvel, he'll, maybe he'll come back they won't feel like Marvel bad guys in general aren't very good yeah they're, they're pretty poor. Yeah. Because so the first one was Loki. Loki was pretty good. Loki's the, the, probably the best one. Yeah. But because far, he's actually. got personality and charisma. Yeah. yeah. I True. thought Ultron was alright. No, he's a bit no. naff though. He just was like, I don't know. The problem with the villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is you know what's going to happen because the superheroes are always going to win. Oh yeah, of course. So none of them even come close. I mean, the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy um, uh... I don't know what his name is. Uh, what are you talking about? The the, villain. the blue guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. The blue guy. Anyway, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, the one who whistles. No. Oh, the one with a massive hammer who puts the stone in the hammer. Yes, yeah. him. Oh. He was terrible. Mm. They have no depth or anything. Because mm. so many of these are origin stories, aren't they? So, so you got to get the, depth the origin the story is... The, villains, yeah. the origin story is all about the, the protagonist. Whereas the thing, what what happened with Loki is Thor 1 was about Loki and Thor. Yeah. So therefore you kind of got, you know, to know Loki is, and, and obviously yeah. he hasn't died yet. Would you yet. like them to go off and do like a few villainous films? Well, well I, 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 yeah. that's what I want to see what did, did you not hear what got announced the other day? Venom. Venom got announced 2019. Oh. Yes. That is something, I, like, that's a brilliant idea. Like to have origin stories of villains yeah. because then you would have a... Uh, like you'd actually kind of maybe not care about they, the villain, but you'd yeah. understand it a bit more. Yeah, you know, they argued, or oh, I say they, the corporate they, um, that that's kind of what they did um, with Split. So like um, James McAvoy's character in the so when they do a sequel to Split, he's going to be the villain, and then he's going to come up against Bruce Willis's um, character. So they're saying that that was the origin story of the vil- of the villain that's going to be in the next film. Yeah, but no way. You kind of hear the origin of him, but you don't. Really, do you in Split? You just know he's got like twenty. You do. I say, I say, you get a pretty, um, you get a pretty uh, well-rounded. Um, 
you know, description of okay. how his life has gone, how he's come to be, how he is. But how do you know who he really is? Because this is, this well, is true. despite obviously saying his name. Yeah, true. Although that doesn't seem to work now, either, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're going to beat him. Mm. But I wanted to come back round. Sorry, I know you want to say something, Glenn. But um, Doctor Strange, I heard a rumor that because obviously Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. is coming to the end of his mm. wanting to be a superhero career, mm. that they're going to try and put Doctor Strange as the front runner, like almost the leader role. Nope. I do not. I don't want it. Almost going to take over from Iron Man, like kind I don't of want mantle, it. and Iron Man's going to come maybe on the back. Steve background. Rogers. No, because Chris Evans Steve has Rogers. also come out and said that he doesn't want to. Has do he it. actually? Yeah. yeah. He, oh, he he actually only originally wanted to do three films, and then he wanted to go into directing, but well, they, he kept on for a bit. So you know how like Robert Downey Jr., Samuel Jackson, mm. I think even Scarlett Johansson were all contracted for nine films. Mm. Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, negotiated that down to six. Because mm. he doesn't want to do it for long. Because he wants to be di- a director and write his own stuff. Yeah. Mm. And obviously he's been in like Fantastic Four. Mm. So he's had quite a long superhero. Yeah, true. Um, but then there is a whole storyline of who then takes So it's over. either going to be Falcon or Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Assuming. Depending, on what, depending on what they take. If they take the old school route, it's going to be Bucky Barnes. Yeah. If they take the new, who's Bucky Barnes? So Bucky Barnes Winter, is the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. So he's essentially I Captain, America. Captain America. No. So Captain America and Bucky Barnes are Captain best America's friends. First Avenger. Buddies. And oh, is, then, it, then, is this what Civil War's about? It's kind of yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, it's a large plot. So, I don't know. So, eventually, within the next... Well, probably by 2020, we'll probably have no um, Tony Stark and no Captain America. Oh, well... What a world. Well, I what don't a, know. That's not a world I would live in. Well, if the Avengers Part 2 is in 2020, then you might see them still. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that will be their last but I think outing. I think Robbie Downey Jr. might still be in it. I just don't think he'll be in it as... They'll just see you in <laughs> yeah, true. But that's the that's the thing. I think I don't know if we mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I I was sort of thinking, well, what the hell is going to happen after Infinity War? Mm. I mean, they've literally just announced Guardians of the Galaxy three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Two years time, isn't it? Or three um, years time? I think it's going to be after oh. Infinity War. Yeah. But I just can't. None of the new characters are that exciting to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what do you mean? In, what, so, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, no. Is in like in the cinematic universe. So you've oh. got uh, Black Panther. I mean, he was quite cool, but we don't really know him enough. Well, that's, that's the origin the story, I reckon. Yeah. And he's got the whole... What's what his place called? Wa, uh, Wahal, Wa, Wahanda? Wahanda. Yeah? Yeah. I want to say Wakanda, but I don't, Wakanda. Wakanda. I don't think that's I think it's Wakanda. Something like that. Yeah. We'll go with that. doesn't matter. But like, he's got that whole place, and that's where all the metal's done and everything. So, you, I mean, like, there's a few stories that you could probably get off the back of that. And his yeah. dad was the original Black Panther, or the, pra- the Black Panther before he was. Yeah. So. yeah. And then I suppose you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, I get the feeling that there's going to be additions to their team through mm. the trailer. Mm. Yeah. There but, already is, isn't there? Oh, the second film for this film, so... Hmm? Yeah, they've got the woman with the antenna. Yeah, and then I think the blue guy's also going to become yeah. part of their team. And the blue girl. Because I don't actually think... Nebula. In the original like comics, I don't think them five were the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I could be wrong, though. Mm. I haven't really read into it too much. Mm. But then I suppose you've got them. Then... Iron Man could become that woman because the new comics is, has it as a woman now. Yeah. Which woman though? Iron Man. Uh, have we have we seen this woman or do you think? Oh uh, no 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 we have no no we haven't okay. seen that no no. You have got Captain Marvel as well that's coming out soon. Yeah. Oh right the the woman uh, Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah that. Mm. But anyway, to conclude this spoiler not spoiler well superhero section <laughs> assumptions assumptions <laughs> which we will have an entire podcast dedicated to and that i know we've, be we've so been long. we've been teasing this for ages 
and we're finally gonna <laughs> let it all out. We need to do it eventually. Well, Ollie, take a day off. Bring you to climax with it. Ollie, actually, I want you to watch at least three quarters of the MCU films. I do. Honestly, I do when you finish watching Lord of the Rings, mate. Fair enough. Honestly, watch Civil War. Don't watch Captain America one. But does oh, it does it, it make you want to watch more? MCU films. Yeah, it's just I like the idea of like these alternate universes. Captain America one's really good. I'm just gonna feel. My God, I fucking hate Captain America one. If you want to watch them all, watch that. Over your opinions, invalid. (laughs) I want to bounce off what you've just said about alternate universes and talk about Netflix's. um, I know, mate. Segways, motherfucker. Um, I, 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 I am segway. Like, you could just... I'm not even going to continue that. Um, <laughs> anyway, Netflix um, announced that they are going to trial or they are thinking about doing multiple endings or alternate endings. So this is where they would film a TV show or maybe even a film and you could basically choose your path through the the, the narrative. Um, so I don't know if you ever like read those Goosebump books or anything like that where, you know, you start off in a in a cave and it's like do you jump over the river or do you go back out the cave mm. and eventually you know there's loads of different ways through it mm. but what do you guys think of that as an idea and how well do you think it can work i for one i don't like it for one and two i think it's actually quite cowardly of whoever is um like writing or deciding uh how these things end because you you i feel like when you're writing something you should write it with conviction so you have one way you want it to end or one way you want it to go and stick to it rather than having oh if they don't like this then mm. we've got this one as well I think that's trying I to th- please everyone yeah I think that's kind yeah because it's one thing like doing a season like so for the example I'm going to use this one that I said earlier it's one thing going and doing like a series or something and then having an ending and thinking alright that's going to be the end of it and we'll leave it like that yeah. and then later on being like oh we're going to make a season 2 we've got to scrap that ending now yeah. just carry that's on. a good point that's fine like, I'm okay with that like 24 did it like, although I think they could have just carried on what with her alive with her alive who, however I mean, I feel for like, the purposes of the podcast and people who don't know who's alive in the end no we won't say because that's spoilers and people need to watch 24 that's a fair point yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, someone dies basically <laughs> and in, inevitably she probably needs to die to motivate someone yeah. to then carry on if sorry I'm just going to really quickly tell you this is completely off topic but if I reckon if I could delete my delete any TV show from my memory so I could rewatch it it'd be 24 but fair enough carry on sorry um Okay, what have you got? I don't, I don't like, so I don't get it. Are you interactive with the TV? Because I thought the entire idea is that people are lazy and just sit and yeah. watch telly. Mm. But that's the, th- that's the thing. I, I read the article, but I didn't really understand it. So I, don't, I assumed it was just going to be like the last episode so could what, be like different. Episode 19, you say, I want left, I want right. Exactly. But whereas, you know, the, the books that we just kind of referenced, mm. they would be, you know, any any turn, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, essentially, for it to That's really chaos. work, you'd have to have episode one, yeah. and then branch off. But so, then yeah. you'd have to film so many different endings, exactly. so many different scripts. That's chaos. And yeah, I just I just don't think it's gonna work. Yeah, you're right. It's a cowardly way out. Yeah. And also, it, it kind of reminds me of the games they got coming out now. That have you played any of them? Like there's a Walking Dead one where you can choose your options. Yes. And I don't really like them games because there's no movement whatsoever. You just have to choose left, mm. yeah. right, up, down, whatever. Mm. But it's kind of like that. It's just like Fallout Four's like that. So you can kind of you know the way you interact with someone or answer their questions can determine like your route through yeah. the the game <laughs> and you just rude to them every mm. time but didn't you say the same with um dead rising dead rising yeah that's, like... that's got a few endings multiple oh. endings doesn't um fifa um the the journey the journey because you can make yourself yeah. really aggressive really calm or yeah. neutral yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> 
But so there have been a couple of films like well, actually, I think it's quite frequent that on like deleted scenes or there's alter- alternate endings on uh, films. So, I, don't I mean, know that. yeah, that's. But we can think of like Butterfly Effect, yeah, and I think you mentioned three. Donnie Darko, yeah. which normally is the case because one is the director's vision and one is just like the studio. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that because sometimes they can enhance the film, but I just don't know how it's going to work. Like you no. said, if there's a sequel, they're going to, I don't know. Going to have to pick one, aren't they? Exactly. And then either way, what they're going to do, they're going to actually wait for everyone's opinion and then be like, oh, do you know what? They like that one more or people chose that route more. It could be just oh, like, that's so, that's it's so, I don't that's like silly. it. I don't and I like think it. I would watch both of them anyway. So would I. Yeah. So therefore those statistics would, would be kind of null and void. Well. Was, yeah, this is it. So... But then, then what sort of things are they... You know, I, I can't imagine it's going to be completely different. So let's... It's going to be a happy ending or a well, sad ending. So let's take no Game of Thrones of... Series 1, right? If I could have Ned Stark still alive, oh, I would have Ned Stark still alive. Glenn. Right? <laughs> remind me. Oh. But that, that would... Surely that would be the only point of that episode that would change, right? He either gets decapitated or he doesn't. doesn't yeah. Whereas, you know... I, that there would just be such a minute detail, which I guess in that is is a huge point. But mm. I don't know. I mean, for Stranger Things, maybe we could have Will still stuck in the Upside Down or whatever. I don't know. I just, I just don't. I can't see it working. I think it's an interesting idea, but I think the logistics of it all is far too complicated. Yeah, it's not even worth it. Not, not worth it. Who actually? Who actually want? I feel like have they done any like market research into this? Who actually wants? That? I don't know. Cause... I don't know. But let us know. If you guys have got any thoughts on this, tweet us at yacpodcast17 or on Facebook at Your Average Critics. Please do honestly get involved. We will read out anything. Um, this discussion was actually posed to us by uh, a listener, Ant. So thank you for that, Ant. Um, and yeah, let us know. Do you think it's a good idea? Kind of what shows? Actually, this is a question for you guys listening and for you guys around the yeah. table. Mm. I think you may have just been about to ask this, Chris. What TV shows? Would you change the ending to? And I wasn't gonna say. I was gonna say what TV, what TV or films, do you think have a better alternate ending? Ooh. Oh, I haven't even watched that many. Okay, so that's two questions for you guys. What TV or films have a better alternate ending than the theatrical one? We assume, and then which film or TV would you change the ending to? Boom. So I already said Game of Thrones series one, but then that would pretty much change the whole course of. The rest of the series. I think I I pretty much touched a little bit on this last time. So you said, what one would you have an alternate ending to? Yeah. Chuck season five straight up. Last episode, I'd have the alternate ending to that. Is there an alternate ending to that? No, I wish there was. What happens at the end of Chuck series five? Him and the the girl who's lost all her memories kiss. He's a lumberjack. No, no, that's 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 Dexter. Dexter. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Dexter. Would you, if there was an alternate ending to um, Breaking Bad, would you guys want that? I was thinking about Breaking Bad. Um, Yeah, I well, I have to see it first, but I didn't really see. Yeah, see, that's that's kind of one that I'd be intrigued to see. Yeah, like there's there's several TV series like Lost, for example. Mm. I think I'd be well interested to see an alternate ending, but at the same time. Would it be as Walking good? dead. <laughs> Bring back Glenn. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, there's probably quite a few endings that we could change. Um, I wanted to actually going back to last week's podcast, which I unfortunately missed, but enjoyed listening back to. Uh, available on iTunes. Um, <laughs> you mentioned films that you would like to be remade, right? Yeah. I think that was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, straight up Suicide Squad. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Like honestly, I know I don't want to cover the ground that you covered. But... No, no, Batman vs Superman. Yeah. By far worse, I feel. The two sounds good. Yeah. 
Mm, yeah, probably. Because yeah. at least Suicide Squad, cool. they had some depth to the characters. Yeah. At least a handful of them. Also, something that you guys mentioned last week, which I kind of wanted to. I was sort of. I was listening to it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to, want to, I want to. I've got a point. I want to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. I want to speak." It was so frustrating. I, I almost like actually spoke out loud on the train. <laughs> um, but you said, I think Chris, you mentioned Kong Skull Islands and how violent it was, mm. or gory, or yeah, you kind of thought it was inappropriate for its twelve A certificate. Is that kind of a yeah, fair I'll assessment? Yeah, I'll say that one. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the first Indiana Jones film from like nineteen eighty three. I think it was around then anyway. Mm. Um, it is proper gory. Mm. Mm. Like what is it? What, uh, so what thing is it? It's a PG. Oh okay. A PG and right. This so, was back in the day. Bit, yeah. bit of context. Back in the eighties, I'm fairly confident. And again, I don't work for the BBFC, but yet, yet. But um, I think there was just PG and fifteen. So there was no twelve A because I think that came in with Spider Man two or mm. maybe Spider Man. But um, so essentially, you either had to. Give it a fifteen and therefore restrict the audience or make it PG. And so I think this prob this one probably would be a high end twelve A now. Um, but so there's a part in the first ten minutes where this guy I mean you see lots of skeletons and stuff, which is fine, but this guy gets impaled on these uh, spikes and you see like his Oh yeah. There's like blood and stuff. And also like I mean throughout and then towards the end, some guy drinks from the Holy Grail and his face melts and it is Quite graphic. But could you say because actually it's not? It might be graphic, but it's so. I don't want to diss it, but it's you know it's not great quality. Yeah. Because they do like loud noise. You see a knife and it goes obviously into like a pillow or something, yeah. and then they throw a bit of ketchup. But then. But nowadays it's so it's you know it's dated. Pretty dis- disturbing. But then you've got things like The Exorcist, which is heavily dated. Oh God, like we laughed at that, didn't we? Like watching that. I didn't. And then if things like from. The early sixties. Um, we were thinking of Dracula. Mm. I mean, they 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 are dated and they're kind of funny because they're so poor with their special effects. But it's still, you know, it could still affect someone who you think about PGs like eight and under, um, like or eight ish is the target audience for yeah. that. And that's quite you know scary and quite violent and graphic for for an eight year old. Yeah. Are there any other films that you guys can think of where you sort of looked at the age rating and you're like. I can't believe it got that that rating. I mean, as I put another point that I thought with last year's um, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Twelve mm-hmm. A, mm. I, I watched that film and I was like, "This is like from a classification point of view more problematic for me than Cloverfield One was, mm. which was a fifteen. Yeah, because it had the psychological element. Yeah, so it was mostly that's like Silence of the Lambs didn't actually have any, not really any gore or anything like that. Mm. Like, no drug use, mm. but it's because it's a psychological thriller, yeah. and that messes people yeah. up. So that was, that's I think that was yeah. yeah. eighteen. Yeah, movie. It was just insane. I think obviously society and people's views are getting a little bit more liberal. I, guess. I think it's a couple of people who would like to tweet or email the company and say, "I don't think this feels suitable for my daughter." Yeah. And then that's it's like, it, "Oh yeah. well, we're gonna have to change it now." But that's why like classification interests me so much because you've got. And again, I mentioned this in one of the early podcasts. Suicide Squad is a 15. Moderate violence and threat. Whereas you've got things like, are you saying Kong Skyland? There's actual blood and gore. Things like Raiders of the Lost Ark or... I tell you what, we just went and saw Get Out and that was a 15. Yeah, so... That was, that yeah. was, a, that was quite a bit of blood in that though. To that be was, fair. Yeah. We'll go into that a bit more then. Yeah. yeah, so I just, I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought Suicide Squad was a... Time. 
it was tame. It should have been a twelve A, in my opinion. Mm. And then we also said that we thought um, if, if that Batman versus Superman or even the Dark Knight were, you know, more problematic from a classification point of view. So it's just again like what did I, I get? Twelves, uh, both of them. So I mean, I don't know. I guess the context. No, I don't really know. I don't know why, but uh, I just I remember watching that and uh, hearing back on your podcast, and I was like, shit, yeah. I was like, this is so violent. Yeah. Um, get out then. So, Chris, Ollie, and I have seen it. Obi, it's not your sort of thing. I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it. So we are gonna spoil it. Yeah. So I know it's only come out this week, but um, yeah, we're gonna spoil Get Out. So Get Out is a horror. It's a satirical horror. Do you not think? Define satirical. So it is essentially. Oh, satire. Yeah. Oh. So it's comic. It's taking the piss out of an important. It's dealing with an important issue, but kind of poking fun at it and kind of making it seem like. Look, why does this happen? So it's a, it's about it's from writer director Jordan Peele, who is a comedian, mm. um, but it's all about kind of racial tension. Um, so it's Daniel Kaluuya, uh, who's from Skins, um, uh, amongst other things. He's a British actor. Mm. Um, yes, Samuel Jackson, take that. Who's herit- like his ancestors or his, his family are from Uganda. Mm. Um, so he's obviously. Uh, African British I don't know if there's an equivalent of African American but anyway so the story is that he has a white girlfriend and he's going to meet their white family upper class kind of suburbia in I guess upstate New York and he gets there and you know he says before he gets there oh have you told them I'm black and and she's like no they're not racist it doesn't you know it doesn't matter Mm. um why should I mention that? And then they get there, and then very quickly, things kind of get uncomfortable and kind of, you know, like the casual racism that people don't kind of, they try not so hard not to be racist mm. that they kind of so show. They're, they're trying to relate, but obviously you can't relate with someone yeah. from that. So like one of them is like, uh, oh, I, I'd vote for Obama because yeah. obviously all black people would vote for Obama, which yeah. isn't the case. Mm. So. Yeah. You know, it's the sort so of thing. It's like my man and stuff, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm. It's just kind of like the cultural insensitivities that, you know, they're trying to kind of endear themselves to Daniel Kaluuya's, I think his name's Chris in the, in yeah. and, uh, you know, that, the, you know, they're sort of, oh, you're so strong and, you know, your physique suits, uh, judo and you know it's kind of like you don't need to say that it's kind of like when people say I'm not racist I've got a black friend you know it's kind yeah. of like okay you're an idiot but um, yeah so I mean what what did you two think I mean I watched it and I was very kind of on edge because there was so many even like looks and little comments mm. and you kind of thought something's you know something's not quite right here and it's also sorry important to mention that the white family have two black members of their staff um, who also act very oddly. Um, so, I think, you... I think we got we got quite jumpy for two bits to begin with. It was the deer hitting the car. Yeah, I thought we expected that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and then but the bit that I think got us first of all was when the woman walked the, across. When the... he was walking down the house and it was at night time. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh, just the loud music. Did that yeah, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Chris! 
Yeah, like, no, but as a film goes, I mean, for me, it was all right. It wasn't. It's, it's had rave not reviews. 10 out of 10? Yeah, it was not ten out of ten, unfortunately. It got like a, like, it got like hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, didn't it? Yeah, it's good for it. Good for it, but like. Nah, not for me. Mm. It, I was expecting then? more. Like, I was expecting more of a fright, a bit more, like a bit more tension. Like, almost it was, it was almost too much comedy. Which I, I don't get me wrong, I liked. I thought all the com- comedic bits were like funny and everything. Like um, the TSA guy. Yeah, the TSA yeah. guy was so hilarious. funny. That guy oh, when he's like stroking the dog as he's talking. So to this, the this is Chris's best friend called Rod. Yeah. Uh, or. Something like that. Ron? Rod Ron? or Ron? I don't know. One of them, yeah. But he's the comic relief of the film, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he definitely is. Like, And then when they're in a the police station, he's telling the story and they're just all just cracking up at him. It's just like, oh. I found it very unsettling. And it wasn't... I mean, it for me, it wasn't outright horror. It was just kind of... You're uncomfortable, um, again, through the, the little looks and like you're kind of not sure what's going on. And so there's a point where you're... A, uh, kind of alluded to it earlier where so he, he's a smoker and he's trying to quit so he goes outside to you know have a smoke and then he sees that guy running at him well yeah but he so he sees the the female member of staff um in the, and then she he's about to take a photo of her and then she kind of looks at him and then then he turns around and sees the, no 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 he's not taking no. a photo but that's that's different so this no, is when he tries to Take a photo of her, doesn't No, no, he? he doesn't have his camera on him at that point. No, no so no. he's going out oh. for the smoke and then she's like looking in the window trying to do her hair. Oh, yeah. So, so she, I don't think she saw him. No. Because there was, oh, like, there was, she was yeah. only looking at her reflection. Okay, true. Okay, good point. I'm confusing. I'm compounding two things. But then he, he, he turned... thought it was like something was mysterious. Yeah. Away, didn't but then he turns around and that the the, the guy is out. running towards him and and again that was in the trailer I think but yeah. then it's it's so odd and mm. then and then he walks back into the house and then her mother who so his girlfriend's mother who is a psychiatrist mm. you know she's she's like oh let me hypnotize you and get rid of your honestly, fear of uh, honestly that thing that's the only part of the film which I'm going to take away from this I'm never ever ever Dude, not that I, was, I was never ever going to do it before but I'm definitely never ever Mate, ever going to a magic show and you're getting on stage oh my <laughs> days I'll go to a magic show but I ain't going on stage well, so she hypnotises Chris and then you know she's like so also part of his backstory is that his mother died from a hit and run and then so she kind of brings all that up mm. and then he gets sent to this sunken place in inverted commas and then the next scene is he wakes up mm. and I was like, oh, what a cop out. Like, that was all a dream. But then he goes downstairs and then the the male member of staff who ran at him said, oh, I'm sorry if I scared you last night. And then you're like, oh, my God. this, You know, it was really, oh, yeah. it was creepy. Um, but my problem with it was you've had, I don't know, it was just over an hour and a half long, maybe an hour 45 you spend 90 minutes of the film creating this tension and then the last 15 minutes was batshit crazy like with the violence it's so all happening, wasn't it? yeah and so essentially you kind of find out it's kind of on that sense it kind of reminded me of the shining because obviously there is him throughout the film going a little bit more crazy seeing all these things yeah. and then there is the outburst of violence at the end so but for me it happened too quickly yeah so you have all this build-up of tension, and then you find out quite near the end that... He, so, his girlfriend says that, you know, she's the first, he's the first black guy she's dated. And then he finds a box of photos where she's had lots of previous lovers. One of them being the one, maid. Yes, one of them being the maid and the 
Gardner. How was he in there as an alpha? So you're kind of like, okay. And then it turns out that she lures these black guys to her parents' house and then they lobotomize them. Snap! Oh. To, and then this is kind of also an unrealistic moment. They transfer the consciousness of aging white people into these black people. So what, essentially, to, to, to prolong their life. Because they their idea is that black people are physically more capable, they're stronger, and, you know... Um, so the the maid turns out to be her grandmother, and then the gardener turns out to be her grandfather, because they've all been lobotomised and right. had somehow consciousness put into them. So this becomes apparent, and then they try and uh, put one of their other friends or family friends into Chris's character. Mm. So they you see this white guy's head get cut open and stuff, and he's tied to a chair, and he's... He gets triggered from his hypnosis by the sound of a teacup. Mm. Okay, and then, so <laughs> this is like the Riverdale chat. Riverdale. This is so convoluted, <laughs> but essentially, I feel like we're just telling telling people a story rather than. But this was I'm trying to build up Giovanni context because he hasn't mm. seen it as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a part when you know Chris is gonna get lobotomized, and then you know become a, a zombie basically, mm. but he escapes from the from the chair, mm-hmm. and then within about 30 seconds, kills three members of his girlfriend's family. Well, I mean, yeah. And for me, that happened too quickly. There was no, from that point, there was no threat to his life. I do get what you're saying, but at the same point, he didn't know anything up to that point. They've all then just set him up to that point. He suddenly escaped and he's like, well, I'm in a house full of all these people who want to kill me. You're not just going to be faffing about you're gonna be like I'm getting out that door yeah. all these people are coming I don't down, know right? I, he rushed I would have taken it slow I think like when he went into the kitchen and he saw the maid and she ran off I'd be a little bit precarious but I think he was like you know what I'm just gonna go for it yeah he's been for enough crap he's just gonna go and do it isn't he? But, but when he had the pen or saying the spoon stabbed for it, fork stuff for his hand yeah that was pretty grim but like he had to do it I suppose but it was just for me it jarred and maybe that maybe that is the point but I mean, typically in a horror film, he would have been in the process of being lobotomized, and then he'd escape somehow, or you know, there'd be more so of a. So you want to see this, but, it, but, but this, more this film of, went a bit off the norm. Like there was doors that you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally. That in films they would open, and he would be like, "No, I'm not going to go that way." Or like there was things that he, people would normally test the boundaries of in films, and he just did not test the boundaries of kind of thing. I just wanted more of a cat and mouse because it felt like it ended too quickly. Yeah. That for me anyway, the denouement of the film, which was. I liked it. I really liked it. Had good music, a f- you know, a little bit of a funny story storyline, but you know, a deep message and yeah, true. I what mean, was, what, was, what was the message? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. Hi- it highlights the casual and inherent racism in okay. white America, or it kind of plays on that. Mm. You know, mm. um, does uh, your friend die? Yes. Mm. Well, well uh, we assume she does. Okay. But um, what, no, what I liked most about it was actually uh, the atmosphere of the cinema when we were there because people oh, were like Jesus fucking cheering. Yeah. They were clapping when people are getting killed and shot. They and actually genuinely yeah, were. Like, I thought it was a great idea <laughs> and a great concept for a horror film. I just feel like he rushed it at the end. But I did enjoy it and I think it would be, I think you'd be able to watch it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. But um, it, was, it was quite funny, you know, when. when the, the just the casual he goes he basically gets introduced to everyone at the party and mm. then 
Oh, I just can't, I can't remember. They're what all just basically racist in a different yeah. way, shape and form. So. Yeah. Is, oh, one of them says, oh, is it true that they're bigger and better in bed and stuff? Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm, we, we knew people like that at school. I'm Why sure. don't you tell us about Mutant the Beast, mate? Yeah, it was really good. Um, sorry, Despite I'm, I'm falling asleep. Only that, yeah, like the first 15 minutes, I was really tired for some reason. And then after that, I was good. But um, it's literally a carbon copy of the... Um, I was just about to say, is it? Yeah. The cartoon. It's pretty, it's like the storyline is pretty much exactly the same. Um, the guy who they got to play Gaston, I think is his name. Yeah. Once yeah. you're Gaston, was really good. Um, he's just like, he's got one of them faces where you're like... You're a handsome bad guy. <laughs> like he was a handsome bad guy. Josh Gad um, was good in it. Uh, he was like provided quite a bit of comic relief. There were little bits in it where he kind of like, I don't want to say broke the fourth wall, but he kind of like added a bit of um, uh, humor. No, no, not humor. Well, yeah, humor, but uh, what I think? like present day sort of humor to okay. what was a classic okay. story. And it's like yeah, it fit it fitted really well. Um, Fred Watson was good, you know. The songs I thought were really, were, were really good, and I was wondering because I didn't know beforehand. Because you know sometimes they remake uh, Disney films and they don't put the song, they don't put songs in. But they they obviously they remade this, but they kept all, pretty much all the songs in. So I like quite like that. The songs were all good. It was like quite like watching like a musical in a the theater or something like that. Like it was a pretty big spectacle. Um, yeah, it was good. Like pretty much, I I loved Beauty and the Beast as a child, and this was. Uh, probably not as good, but that was probably just because when I watched it as a child, like you know, like nostalgia thing. So like it's never as good as the original. Blah blah blah. blah Did blah. you not want them to do something kind of original with the story? So I, why if if the animation is a classic and it was nominated for an Oscar, mm. why then remake it shot for shot but just with real people? Because that's what people want these days. Because it's twenty first century, mate. Come on, they want you want you want the fantasy to become real life almost. So that's why they do it. Mm. True. This, it, I'm sure it's some person's dream to have that story, like the ending, not the yeah. middle bit. Oh, but no, I've gone to it. I was going to say, how was the animation in it? Because there's a lot of um, facial cutlery, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. The animation is, I think the animation is quite good. Um, the guy who plays the Beast is the same guy who plays the main character in Legion, um, which you see, obviously you see his face properly at the end. Um, they did the Beast, that, the CGI for the Beast is really good. All the inanimate objects, they're all pretty, i say pretty decent. Um... Yeah, like it's just a solid film. I would say, like, I'd give it a seven point five. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I, like, I can't really. Can't fault it. Yeah, not really, no. because like. Was Emma Watson really good then? Because I know a lot of people are a bit skeptical about her. I wouldn't say really good. She was alright. She was. Right. She was. Like, she wasn't bad. And then one was... of you saying in the car earlier, uh, saying about some kiss. So, yeah. So there's been an uproar. Yeah. From. I don't know, people who stuck in... The corporate some, fat cats. The corporate fat cats. Some, some people who are stuck in the, the, old the Middle Ages, um, where there's supposedly a homosexual moment between Gaston and the character played by Josh Gad, and therefore loads of people have been trying to boycott it, especially in like countries where they're a lot more conservative. Yeah, didn't they try and get them to like, take it out? And they were like, no. <laughs> yeah, so and one of the examples that's been in the news is Malaysia. Mm. So obviously I think that's quite a, an Islamic country. Um, is it? I think so. On their flag, they've got the sun and stars. May, I might be wrong. We'll I might be wrong. But for some reason, Malaysia asked for that to be cut out. Yeah. And Disney said no. So what... Did you notice it? I didn't even notice it. This is, this is how minuscule it must have been. There's a point where they are singing and dancing together. And 
he kind of like sits next to him and he grabs his face, but I didn't see them kiss, or maybe they didn't, I just didn't, I just didn't notice. Like, he grabbed his face and their faces were really close, but I feel like he didn't, I don't know, I feel like they didn't kiss, but obviously they did because people have seen it and they go nuts. So you don't it. feel outraged by it? Well, I didn't even bloody notice it, so clearly, so clearly, not, clearly it wasn't that big a deal. So, you know. So this is the first uh, openly gay moment in a Disney film, mm. which for 2017. Is it gay though? Or homosexual, or this is this is I, this is what the press. Are we going to go saying. into something else? No. Are you going to say if you kiss me, does that make you gay? Well, no. I'm just going to say like. So like, let's say for example, in a film, right? Any film, whatever, whatever. Um, you, Glenn, you do something fantastic for me, and I go, Glenn, oh, Glenn, I could kiss you, and I grab you by the face and kiss you. Is that gay? No, but that's. I think that is because people do it in football. Is yeah, that, people. T- Gary, smack never, people Gary never kissed Paul Skulls. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's probably one of the problems with the whole media hype is yeah that if they're saying that this moment is a gay moment surely it's just a moment yeah like why does it matter I mean I know it's a, supposedly a milestone for Disney mm. because I mean it took them till 2014 to have a, a black uh, princess didn't it so, you know, they're, not, they're, not, they're not known for being the most progressive mm. uh, company mm. But so for all the hoo ha, the fact that you didn't even notice it. Yeah. Do you feel like they should have? It should have been more overt. You know, for like if they find they've decided yes, this is going to be the film where we have uh, openly quote unquote gay moment. Well, this is it. I didn't know that that was the moment. That was the gay moment. So I thought I was thinking, okay, the 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 the, the clock. The animated clock sounds a bit queer, you know? Like, I don't know if that's... If what I said is time is homophobic. But, yeah, he had... he had. I think it's played by Ian... Is it Ian McKellen? Uh, Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And um, so I was expecting him to, you know, kiss the candle or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, so I was waiting for something like that. And even I was thinking, oh, um, maybe Josh Guy's character's gonna, you know, I don't know, reveal himself to be homosexual or something like that because he had, he like in the film he doesn't really, he doesn't have much luck with the ladies and stuff like that blah, blah, blah. so I was thinking okay maybe something like that and then it never happened and I was like so I had to ask you guys like well, at what point did this happen so like I mean if the point if the point you were trying to um, was to show was that oh yeah we have a homosexual character or a homosexual moment whatever in our film then maybe I feel like yeah maybe they should have made it made it a bit more overt but maybe I like, if I watched it again, I'd probably notice it a lot. Mm. Like, maybe I just wasn't paying, atten- paying close attention. I thought it was quite funny, because I, I had done it where I saw this, but I think that people were like, oh, yeah, it's a real outrage, despite uh, the bestiality. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a very good point. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't she have feelings for a, a buffalo or yeah. a, a gruffalo or whatever he is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. That's a good point. So everyone's like, oh, my God, homosexuality, you're so, so bad, but you can fuck an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was going to say, this has also kind of been touched upon in uh, Star Trek Beyond so in Star Trek so you know Sulu um, oh, yeah. George, mm. played by George Takai in the TV show who mm-hmm. is himself homosexual mm. but the character was never kind of that was neither one nor the other yeah, yeah, yeah. so they in Star Trek Beyond John was his name John Cho, John Cho. who now plays Sulu they he, he has a husband in the film so it was kind of a tribute to George Takai. Mm. But it was such a fleeting moment mm. 
that people are like, why did you do that? You weren't saying anything about, you weren't trying to progress LGBT rights or LGBTQ what were they, rights. What were they meant to do? What, what in that film should they have done? That's what I want to pose to you guys. Like, again, does it need to be a song and dance? Or should mm. it just be, surely, and obviously none of us here identify as homosexual, so we, it's tough for us to talk about this respectfully, and hopefully we are doing that. But surely the point is for this to be accepted, right? So mm. therefore it shouldn't be, in, as an for an argument's sake, should it, it shouldn't be made a song and dance of, it should just be natural. But then because there's been so little kind of visibility of these issues and characters, mm. does it therefore, do they in a sense need to overcompensate by being obvious about it? Mm. Or, I think that might have a backlash though. That's, what I, was, that's, that's literally what I was about yeah. to say. For the wrong reasons. Exactly. Um, but I, th I think as well, they could, they, I know you're saying that they didn't have to mention it, but maybe it is just like a, like you said, a respect for George Taffer. Mm. Yeah. Original, you know? Yeah. So I, th I think personally it's good that it's kind of subtle. Yeah. yeah. Live and let live. If you want to have gay cats in your film, as long as they are um, progressive to the story and are good in the story, then your character can be whatever sexuality that they want to be. I don't give a monkey. Damn straight. Well played. Oh, I thought you were going to say something to say that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, mate, Moonlight, he's not even gay, is he? He's just getting off To be fair, we don't know. Yeah, thing, like, like, Chiron never comes out as oh, yeah. gay, does he? <laughs> and neither does uh, Kevin. Yeah, well, Ke yeah, exactly. Cause well, and Kevin's got child and whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, nowadays it's all kind of fluid, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, one film which us three, Obi, Chris and I saw was... Uh, we went to the cinema to see A Silent Voice, mm. which is an anime film. So anime is essentially uh, Japanese um, animation. Uh, this one was based on a manga, which again is a Japanese comic book. Um, it was about a deaf girl who starts school um, and she gets bullied by... Uh, a man called by Ishida. Well, I, I would say she gets bullied by several people. She gets bullied by several people, but, he is is the people, but he's the instigator, Ishida. And then, so that's when they're in sixth grade, which I guess they're about 10, 11. And then, and then. Uh, jumps to six years later. Yeah, jumps yeah. to six years later. He's kind of isolated because he was kind of ousted as the, as the bully. Mm. And he was then get bullied, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then he kind of sees her again and it's about their kind of romance. Um, Is it a romance though? This is what, sorry, can I quickly ask you, like, Chris and Glenn, can I ask you, do you think that Ishida was actually attracted to, what was that, oh, I've forgotten her name. Na, na, Nakasuru? Something like that. Nishimi, I think, I think, on the road to redemption, he, he sees her in a different light and I think, because he spent so much time with her, I think, he does almost see the beauty in her, mm. but then he does say at the end, you always get the sense of feeling that he admits that he was doing this for redemption. Yeah, out of guilt. Yeah, mm. but then he says it. Doesn't he say he's he then changed his mind about it all kind of thing, and then he says sorry. Mm. But you that's the that's the thing that's the one thing about the film which is a bit too open. Like mm. you don't know if he's done it for redemption, then his his mind is, mindset's changed and he just actually wants to do it because he's actually fallen in love with her. Mm. Or if it is just throughout the whole thing, redemption. Mm. Yeah. And then he's almost suddenly just realised it's almost just for redemption. Because she then falls, she does fall in love with him. Yeah. yeah. Which is another cliffhanger. I just get the that, impression, I just got the, sorry to interrupt you Chris, yeah. I just got the impression that he wasn't, like she, she obviously really liked him, but I just got the impression that he 
Eva was just completely, maybe he does like her and was completely oblivious to the fact that she liked him or he just didn't like her that way. I think he could have been, it could have been one or the other, you're right. Mm. But I think because of all the torture he had had for that past six years mm. and how no one even thought about him in them six years, like he had the X's across everyone's faces because mm. mm. he didn't mm. look at anyone or hear mm. anyone. That I maybe what that was, maybe he was so oblivious to it because of the way yeah, he's yeah, been treated yeah. for the past six point. years. That's so, a good point. Yeah. I mean, another bit in the film, which again you had your own opinion about, which I think was a good opinion, was the beginning where he gives up his job, gets the money out, gives it to his mum, then stands on a railing of a bridge mm. like, to you commit think, suicide. To commit suicide, but you think it was just his. You thought was his mind playing tricks on him or him. I thought he was imagining himself, yeah, and then all of a sudden himself. he's down on the ground. Like he had actually he didn't actually get yeah. up to do it, but he was going to sort mm. of thing. But then um the fireworks or whatever happened and that just snapped him out of his um... I, I noticed that like just thinking about it, there's a lot of um in the film connections to the beginning bit, like so talking about the bridge, they both fall off a bridge into a river yeah. to get a book. Also, fireworks at the beginning. Fireworks is where she then decides, I'm going to go and kill myself. Yeah, so a lot of so, parallels. Yeah, a lot of parallels. And also, I film. guess, essentially, when he eventually... So, the female character then try Because she tells Ishida that she loves him, and he because she's deaf, her voice sounds like different. different. And, and he, he, he misunderstands it. The moon. He thought she said something about the moon. Yeah. Um... And then so she tries to kill herself. So she jumps off a balcony, but he saves her. Yeah. And then he falls off the balcony into the river and hits his head and becomes a, in comatose. So I thought that was what would have happened if he had jumped off the bridge. bridge. Mm. Ah. Um, also, talking about the moon, wasn't when he found her again, which you found really stupid yeah. at the very end, wasn't it the massive moon in the background? Or am I just imagining I think, that? I think there was. I think so maybe was. that... That could relate to her yeah. saying. Sounds moon. like a real love story. Now there's it a scene, the scene where she's. Yeah, I think you should. I think you like it. There's the scene where um she's about to kill herself and he's like racing over to save her. That scene was tense. Like yeah. I was watching that and I was like I wasn't sure who if either of them were gonna survive. Like if she was gonna jump and mm. like it was like that was really well done. It I was think. madness though because like obviously they, in their culture they've got to take off their shoes before they enter certain rooms in the house. Yeah. And he literally watched and took off his shoes before he went racing yeah. over. And yeah. I was like, I was come like, on, just scrub the carpet afterwards. Bro. Yeah. Like, but it was not. It was a good film. It was yeah. And especially one of the characters brought humour to the film as well. Um, yeah. But he was again a, a he was a caricature. He was a short fat guy. Yeah, you true. know, yeah. kind of they played on Uncle. the caricature. Yeah. yeah. Um. I thought it was really cute. Mm. It was kind of a nice love story, but I did find it problematic in terms of... I felt that they kind of treated quite serious issues very blasé. I think they do that a lot, though. Suicide. It was just like... So he tries to... So the main character, Shida, at the beginning, tries to commit suicide Mm -hmm. uh, and then decides not to. But his mum finds the money in the note and then he comes back and she's just like... Oh, you idiot! What are you doing? He's like, oh, sorry. And she's like, oh, it's okay. It's kind of like, I mean, there are more ramifications than that, but it's kind of just kind of brushed under the carpet. Yeah. And and then they bring humor to it as well because he's like saved up one point seven million yen, which is I think like seventeen thousand pound, and she accidentally sets it on fire, and that's the humor after like immediately after they've just discussed yeah. this point, and then they brought some humor into it. And I was like, that is such a serious topic, especially like teenage suicide, which mm. I think is quite a prevalent issue in Japan. Mm. 
they just kind of treated it kind of really nonchalantly, and I was kind of like, mm, that's a bit kind of was that disrespectful. I mean, they they mentioned it, but it probably wasn't the key message in the thing, though, was it? In their film, it was again about this love story. Yeah, but then also that like, she tries to commit suicide as well. So that's obviously it's quite a mm. theme, and also the like. I thought was, I, I, one thing I liked about it was you don't see a lot of films from the perspective of the bully, mm. and he did try to redeem himself. Yeah. But I felt like the female character was too one-dimensional in that she, you know, he would bully her, she just took it, and she, she was, she, yeah, she would. Be, I'm so sorry, and she would try so hard. She was like, "Oh, can we be friends? Can we be friends?" He was like, uh, "No, don't want to be a friend." And she would just forgive him. Yeah. And I was like. I don't want you to be that passive. Yeah. I want you to stand up for yourself. She just wants to be accepted, though. So yeah. this is the thing. Like she's probably been. She just wants to feel part of a group. So yeah. like you're willing to do. You're probably willing to do anything to to be accepted. To be accepted into yeah. yeah. So like even if they're taking the piss out of you or bullying you, physically hurting you, you're just like, oh, it's okay. Just because you want to feel part of a, like accepted part of a group. Also, in this film, like she she got bullied quite a bit, and she, you never get the sense that any point for this bullying that she wanted to kill herself. You get yeah. the sense she, she was upset. She never wanted to kill herself. And I know we just told you that she does try and kill herself, but you, she, I got the thought that she tried to kill herself. I could be wrong. She got she tried to kill herself because I feel like she felt like she was such a burden on him. Yeah. Like, he was trying to deem himself so much that he was, like, trying to care for her, be her best mate, trying to do everything for her. And in the end, she has such a great day with him, she tried to kill herself. Mm. Yeah, because she doesn't think that she deserves him. Which, again, was like, he's fucking bullied you for ages. Mm. And he's an absolute twat. But you still love him, and he doesn't reciprocate your love. Or not, or, or not mother. overtly. Well, yeah, well... And that's something which I, I was like, please, I just want a happy ending. I want... Because she says, like, I love you, and he thinks she says something about the moon. And I was like, please, just at the end, just tell her you love her. So, it, so she gives him this present of three, like... Cats. Cats. And he doesn't really understand what they mean. Uh, uh, me, personally, I don't really understand what it means either. It must be some... It might cultural. Be, it might be some cultural thing. And then he realises, towards the end, because his little sister... No... Mm-hmm. His little sister, his niece. niece, puts the three cats in a plant pot. Yeah. And he's like, oh, so that's what they're there for then. And you kind of get, you kind of get the feeling he's like kind of clicked and understood what they do. But he never refers back to that again. Mm. It's kind of just brushed over. Yeah. There's a lot kind of unsaid. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of repetition of, especially they, they say sorry all the fucking time. Mm. And like they go to this bridge to feed carps a lot. And <laughs> like they could... I don't know, and again, because I've not seen any anime apart from Spirited Away, so I don't know if it's a cultural thing or, you know, in terms of storytelling or just iconography, but I was kind of, it, it felt really long and I was like, come on, speed it up a bit. I, I did like it, but I was just like, it was about 20 minutes. I've watched quite a lot and I... It was, it, was totally, it was quite different to anything I've seen, like... No, no, I didn't get any of those cultural references, and I usually look them up when I mm. when I see something, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what that is, but this, no, nah, just I don't know, didn't really do anything. Like I didn't notice anything that I would have noticed before in previous ones. So, but it would definitely make me want to watch more anime. Mm. I don't know. There's no particular reason I've never watched it, but it, this was it was it was a pleasant surprise. Anime can almost do stuff that it's like when I'm saying about them re- remaking the animations into TV. Yeah. Because we've got the ability to do that now. It's kind of making the not-so-reality into yeah. reality. So this is what kind of anime does. Like. It, can, it can do things that you 
you couldn't normally do in a real life situation almost like yeah I kind of feel like it wouldn't be as poignant as it was if it was real life, real life yeah. especially when Hollywood inevitably cast white people in their roles yeah. um, so hopefully they leave it alone and just as an anime but yeah it was cute I liked it I think if you like that, then they also recommend for you to watch Your Name. Yeah, that came out late last year, I think. Um, maybe we'll try and check that out. But what animes have you seen? Does it tend to be TV shows? TV shows, yeah. I don't what mean. sort of things do you watch? I watch all of them all. Any, anything that comes up on this site. That I, I, well, not anything. Anime section I, on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I've watched yeah, pretty much everything on there. Um, usually action ones, though. I don't really go into these... Heartfelt ones. Yeah. I think I've seen one heartfelt one. I think it was something beats. It was like about people. Who, yeah. <laughs> it was about these people who they when they die they go to this other plane and they've got to kind of uh, they've got to do something to make themselves go to the other side almost. And but these these people that he meets are like fighting this girl who's trying to take him to the other side almost. Mm. And then they become friends with her and then the guy falls in love with her and then finds out that he is really her because he became a doctor and he signed up to give all his organs away and I think he, his heart went into her. God. I think I, think I could be getting this completely wrong. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. That sounds peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, they were, yeah, but there's, that, there's loads of stuff like that. There's, but the action ones, I think, are the ones I'm more... Okay. And there's, we're, we're watching one in a few sort weeks, aren't we? Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Which a lot of people don't like, but... So that's going to be one that we'll talk about in a few episodes' time. Um, so maybe, Ollie, you can come along to that. Maybe you can try and check out Silent Voice as well. Talking of, though, going right back round to Beauty and the Beast, I believe I heard that they are making Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. Or I might have, I'm pretty sure they're doing Aladdin. I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Okay. Little Mermaid. Dave Patel for Aladdin. You Probably. said it, mate. You, call it, you said it here first. But um, I'm not sure if the Little Momo one's true, but I'm sure I saw a teaser trailer or a fan made trailer, and I was a bit. Because I've never seen it, so. I oh my god! I know that's you. I've never seen it, so I can't really make a comment, mate. I've seen Aladdin, though. Everyone film. knows that song, though. Yeah. Yeah. All the... And they've got talking crabs and lobsters and things like that. Hell yeah. Maybe she can be Aquaman's wife. <laughs> Boom. DC Universe. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think Little Mermaid, there's a statue of her in Copenhagen because I can't remember the original. Hans Christian Andersen, I think, oh, yeah. originally created the fairy tale. But it was a lot darker than the Disney kind of fluffy ones. Most of them were really dark. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should have like a proper like hardcore oh, Little I'm not, Mermaid. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing English lit again, mate. No, thanks. <laughs> Um, actually, talking about water, um, <laughs> we've seen Tusk, haven't we? The, the Kevin Smith film? I saw Tusk a long time ago and I would not recommend to anyone to go through that torture of watching that film ever. Well, ever. I it's co- the most ridiculously stupid story. Right, tell us the plot. Oh, no, you can do it, mate. You can do the honour of telling us the plot. Okay. Because I think it's... So, horrendous. it's the second most recent film from Kevin Smith who is kind of an auteur which basically means that like he often controls all of his own production and a lot of the, like his own ideas and he has a lot of creative control over it um, he's, he's a guy who did Clerks um, Jane Rats Jane Silent Bob Chasing Amy so kind of all of these if you've Dogma. not heard them 
cult hits from the 90s, mm-hmm. like comedy hits. And then since kind of 2000s, he's not really done too much. Done Red State, which I, was like a kind of oh, action yeah. horror film, which I don't think... Uh, basically, he's... It, critically, he has not been as successful yeah, he's, he's since done 2000s. a few bits of Flash as well, episodes. Yeah. And he has his own um, TV series called The Comic Book Men, which is pretty good and quite funny, actually. You might enjoy it because it's about comic books and it relates to the superhero universe. Yeah. But, so, yeah, he, he released this kind of horror film called Tusk, which he got the idea for from a Gumtree ad. <laughs> so with the the classification website Gumtree, someone had posted saying, "Oh, I will give you free lodging at my house if you wear a walrus costume." Uh, it was a joke, mm. and Kevin Smith saw this and thought, "What a great idea for a horror film!" So the premise of Tusk is that this guy, uh, played by Justin Long, um, hosts a podcast. Um, obviously, not as good as this one, and. Mm. Um, he fi- here's a story of this kind of old man in Canada who has all these kind of war stories and re- really interesting life. So he goes to uh, interview him, and then then he gets there and starts interviewing him. And then the guy starts talking about his life at sea and how he kind of became friends with a walrus who saved his life because he was cast out to sea and like the walrus kept him warm and stuff. And anyway, turns out that this guy, the mad crazy old man had to eat the walrus to stay alive and felt really bad about it. So he abducts Justin Long's character and basically mutilates him in various ways to make him look like a walrus. And then he keeps him captive in this little kind of pond in his basement and gets him to act like a walrus to be his friend. And it's... I mean, it is the... And then the ending is that his girlfriend who was cheated on him with his best mate... Who played by Hayley Joel Osment from uh, Sixth Sense fame. Then save him and then keep him as a pet. Yeah. What, what, what? So So they keep Justin Long as a pet in a zoo. As a walrus. This sounds stupid. And, I mean... This is making me angry just listening to you talk about it. It is so bad. Because I I like Kevin Smith, so I've watched this film. Mm. Yeah. But this was... It was diabolical. If you ever listen to this, Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. No, because Kevin Smith even says it shit. Okay, well then I agree with you, Kevin. So Kevin Smith, when you eventually come on this podcast, which is also a lot better than your smodcast, is, yeah, it's shit. And like the fucking prosthetic walrus costume that Justin Long has to wear just looks shite. Mm. It looks like it was handmade by like year threes. And I was just, it just, yeah. Johnny Depp's character was useless as well. Um, I watched it, it, it angered me because it was kind of alright. It was kind of like an alright kind of abduction thriller, and then they just turned him into a horse. It just went to shit. And I was just like, I fucked it. It wasn't the first time this guy had done it either because he tried to make the main character who was turned into a horse swim because mm. the previous guy had died from trying yeah. to swim and he managed to do it. But the th- what angered me the most is that. This film cost four million dollars to make, and someone gave Kevin Smith four million fucking dollars to make this film. Mm. Whereas, I'm just like, how much did it make? L- a lot dollars. less. <laughs> Three dollars. And the fact that I bought it on DVD as well, so oh, I contributed gosh. to the. Oh, I've contributed to the potential profit of this film, so Kevin Smith want my fucking money back. But <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to end on that bum though. Has anyone got any good films that they've seen recently? Twelve Angry Men. 
12 angry men, yes, 12 angry men, one angry man here about Tusk, but 12 <laughs> angry men in the 1950s. So, talk us through it, Obes. Um, so, like, the film is just like, it's pretty much like a bottle episode, isn't it? But it's just like a... A, a what episode? A bottle episode, you know, like where they do, in TV shows, where they just do episode with pretty much the main characters, and they just take one set, to save money, they just use one. Oh, right, They yeah. just use one set. So it's pretty much like that, because I think that's, isn't it like 90, 93 out of the 96 minutes of the film is filmed in that one room? Yeah. The other three minutes in the toilet. Mm. But you know, I, th- I thought it was really good, really simple. Um, like, I think they fleshed out most of the characters. Tell us what it's about. Well. Oh, sorry. Um, so this is uh, both you two, Ollie and Gunny both recommended me to watch it. So it's about a... 12-man jury who are discussing the fate of um, a man who, at the start, 11 of the 12 men think that he's guilty of killing his father. And there's one man who is not sure beyond reasonable doubt that this guy's guilty, so he tries to convince everyone to come around with his way of thinking. And then lots of arguing and debating happens, and eventually everyone just switches to the other side, and they go not guilty. But, yeah, the way... Um, it, like the amount of people who shifted throughout the film, like the way they, I feel like the way the film progressed was really good. It makes you think, doesn't it? It really mm. does. And I was, I was thinking, wouldn't it be? I was just thinking, like, wouldn't it have been like a really cool twist at the end if it turned out that Henry Fonda's character was actually the the murderer, but he, <laughs> felt, but he felt bad about this kid going to prison for a crime that he committed, so he did his best to try and get them to... Uh, <laughs> oh, I would have thought that, that would have been such a good... Uh, that was such a funny thing for them to do. Speaking of the ending, though, it's, um, here they only find out each other's name. Yeah, just those Names. two characters, yeah. Right, yeah. right in the end, is yeah. it? Oh, by the way, what's your name? Matt. Yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not allowed to share names, are you? Are you not? I don't think so. Uh, you're not allowed to share names. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. It was really thought-provoking. Yeah. Because obviously, like... Because they're all kind of el- older white men. Mm. And I think, isn't the kid, he's a, like a working class poor slum kid. Mm. Uh, and then they're like, kind of like, they assume that because he, that's his background that he's guilty, right? Yeah. And, and then... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of deconstruct the events because mm. they're like, oh, they heard the gunshot and they saw him running out. And they're mm. like, but how could you... Because you live near a train track, so yeah. how could you? That guy would have been a sick lawyer. Yeah. Like, that character would have been such a good lawyer. He went through every point and just deconstructed it, and like everyone was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he's guilty because this point, this point, this point." And he literally went through every point systematically and disproved all of them. I just thought he was like that guy was, was so like. Clever. I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I, I, I thought if you had come back and said no I didn't enjoy that film I would have been really angry at you and upset <laughs> because we, we watched it and you know like you said it's really thought provoking because mm. you know it's just clever yeah it's clever yeah, yeah. I it was just so good man and I really liked the bit where um, might be drawing number maybe drawing number 10 I'm not sure or, <laughs> or 11 I don't know but um, he is he goes off on that rant about people from the slums and stuff like that and you're just going off and off and off and one by one everyone just turns their back to him and he was just, yeah. like, he was just like what? <laughs> like, as, if he, as if what he said like, wasn't like offensive at all and then he just yeah. shuts up and sits by the desk by himself just like sit down yeah. mate stop shouting no one's listening yeah. it's, it's good that these like films because this film is from the early 50s like, mm. they stand the test of time and yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like obviously on this podcast we talk about all, a lot of current films and mm. especially being the age we are like mm. kind of something from the 80s is old to us but you know it's, it's the it's, uh, again you know even whilst we do this podcast we're kind of 
exposing ourselves to films that we wouldn't usually watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Especially like the anime that we saw. Yeah. Can I ask a couple of questions? Go yeah. for it. Um, <laughs> um, so, do you think The Boy did it? <laughs> I want to say no. I don't think so. You don't think he did? I would have... The fact is, is he convinced me, mate. Would you have liked to have known at the end of seven whether or not he did it, or is it good that they didn't tell you? For me, the point wasn't whether he did it or not. The point was about these 11 ignorant men... Making assumptions. ...changing their mind yeah. and about kind of... Yeah, about prejudgment. Okay. I don't know, what did you think? No, I wouldn't have liked to know whether mm. he would have done it. Probably okay. 11. So, obviously, yeah, like Henry Fonda's yeah. character... Doesn't prejudge, whereas the other eleven oh, do. Oh right, okay. okay. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Like I just, I, to be fair, I, I, like when I sometimes when I watch films, I just look up, look up, read through the plot on Wikipedia because I'm weird, and um, I looked through the part where it said about um, just like how it was um, uh, perceived, and there was actually people saying that, you know how the 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 part where they're like. Like just pretty, pretty much dissecting at like every point, um, he tried to play out the old man going from his bedroom to the thing, stuff like everything like that. There was a person who, when they were reviewing it, said like, now in present day, they would not allow them to do that sort of stuff in oh, really? a, in a yeah in a juror's um, whatever whatever, and he was saying that like, you wouldn't <laughs> because the I get what what they were doing with the film saying like. It's possible that he done this, but it's also possible that he didn't that he didn't do it. But they were saying that like they were making they were making assumptions based on, you know, like speculation. Yeah. Rather than like assumptions that he the assumptions they were saying that the assumptions rather than the evidence. Exactly. So they were saying that, well, the guy who wrote it said that he <laughs> if he was in the if he was in the the jurors room he wouldn't have let that sort of attitude stand because he would have gone based on the evidence but then I was thinking that's literally the point of the film yeah. that they were all going on the evidence yeah. and not like you, sometimes you have to look outside of it and the things, the things that you don't know are the things that are most important because I think right at the beginning when they goes in, when the person who leads them from the courtroom to the jury room mm. he says look this is an open shut case yeah. I think I think the defence didn't really put up a defence because it was yeah. like a co- uh, state a, yeah a court appointed lawyer so yeah. it was just kind of like oh, there was a gunshot and he ran away Whereas, you know, they didn't mention the train or mm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but is there a couple of people in the jury who just changed their mind because they're kind of fed up? Because one the of them's the got baseball. baseball the guy tickets. with baseball is the one who changed his mind because he's fed up. And, and the other uh, sales ad, ad guy, he keeps changing his mind. Thought, and, forwards, and then they're like, well, it's a hung jury because this guy's changing his mind left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, but they do eventually. Because would you mention, maybe I'm completely wrong, but did that not happen with OJ Simpson? Or what, another... Uh, Important. People just kind of like, oh, I just changed my mind because I'm. Yeah, no, that definitely happened. Yeah, okay. because there were people on the, on the jury who were adamant that he didn't do it and that they were they were not going to change their mind. So f- like, I don't know how, how many, but I'm pretty sure a fairly fair chunk of the jury were like, I just want because they were in they were together in that jury for ages, so they were probably all sick of each other, probably all to go home mm-hmm. to their families, because they put them up, like, put them up in a hotel, whatever, whatever, so they didn't, they couldn't really see the outside world, so I'm pretty sure most of them just got to the point where they're like, I just want this to be over, and then they went and went with the um, not guilty verdict, and then afterwards, they're like, oh, I actually thought he was guilty, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I always think, like, if it's, me, if it's me, obviously, I've never been on a jury, so I've never been in that situation, obviously, I haven't never been away from all these people for however many months. But if it's me, 
and I think that someone's guilty or not guilty, I'm adamant that they're guilty or either one or the other. Uh, there's no way I'm changing my mind just yeah, so I can get someone's life. Someone's life, exactly. Because mm. you could be potentially put an innocent man in prison or a killer or whatever back out on the streets. I think yeah. that's ridiculous. Do you have the courage to admit though that if you know, you, if you have reasonable doubt or if someone has a convincing argument, you would mm. change? Because I know you, Obes. You're, you're quite a stubborn bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've started to watch American Crime Story, mm. the OJ, People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. I've only seen one episode, but that's, you know, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll be able to talk about it in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I really like that series. It's really good. Mm, it was. Okay, but, well... Well, no, I was just going to go back to a point you made. Um, you know Task? Yeah. You know it's part of a trilogy, yeah? Yeah, the great... the. Great North trilogy or something. Yeah, and you know, Yoga Hoses is the second. Yeah, which apparently is, or he, Griffin Smith has also admitted that film is shit. Do you know how much they spent and how much they made? Six million. They made five um, million, and they made ten grand. Forty grand. Forty grand. That's mental. That's the, like this is what is wrong with Hollywood that people with great film ideas like me, <laughs> like, are never going to make a film, whereas. Never say never. Justin Bieber never say never. Right, when this takes off, we'll buy a camera and we'll do it all, mate. I know. When we get all the famous celebrities on the show, because they're always tweeting us like, "Oh my god, please! I don't want to go on Graham Norton again. Just or can I come on your podcast?" I'm like, uh, "Well." Did you ever watch Hardcore Henry? No, but I really want to see that. Okay, I just came to my head. Chris, you have a quick little chat about Iron Fist. Got him. Yeah, got him. So Iron Fist is the fourth. Net Marvel, Net- fourth Marvel Netflix show. Yeah, fourth. Um, it was around a character called Danny Rand who, um, was uh, presumed dead with his parents because they that there was a plane crash or something like that. Um, but he survives and he comes back to New York. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years later. Yeah. 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 And he wants to do other stuff. So Chris, you've watched the first seven episodes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I think it's getting better. I've watched, really I've better. watched the first four. What do you What do you think of it so far? I think it's getting progressively better. I don't know where it stands in line with the four that have been there. Because mm. I'm I'm almost at the sense that I think all of them have their hit and miss moments. Mm. Like they definitely yeah. do. Uh, whether you can definitively say one's the better one out of all of them, maybe Daredevil takes the edge. I don't know. Okay. Then that's got the advantage of having two series. Because series two True. was a hell of a lot better than yeah, the series one. I used to watch series one. Yeah, okay. I suppose. However, I still think it's still a mad idea. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the whole idea of Iron Fist is pretty ridiculous as well. Mm. But, yeah, it's good. It's getting there. It's making progression. I mean, the whole idea, he's, when he first returns, he just wants the sense of um, clarity on what happened. I thought it was a bit, okay, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Mm. And then all of a sudden, in an, another episode, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just take back the 51% of the company that I own. Mm. And then... I, feel, I feel like it's really wishy-washy as to what he wants to achieve by coming back to... There is a bit more. They... There's a bit more clarity okay, fine, to it because enough. it's not so much spoiler because we have just we spoke about this before. But and you said you heard you heard of it in Daredevil. I can't quite remember it, but he is the Iron Fist, and the whole idea of the Iron Fist is that he's meant to eradicate the Hand, mm. and the Hand is a big was a big part of season two, I believe. Mm. Yeah. So the Hand's the in Hell's Kitchen in New York. Part of Daredevil one and two is the the Chinese community. Dealing drugs or something, yeah. and yeah. then in Daredevil series two, I think Electra gets 
captured, but there's some sort of what I can't remember even what I referred it to as earlier, the weapon or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about well, whose weapon. And oh is no, it... that's a different weapon. I, I, think thought okay. Electra, I thought Electra was the weapon. I thought I think Electra's is the hands weapon. Oh. And almost the Iron Fist is the opposite end. Oh okay. And they're mm. maybe going to fight out, but mm. um, like, it's all speculation. I mean, for me, I don't know about you. Who do you think crashed the plane? Who? Someone must have. Well, destroyed that plane somehow. I don't want to spoil it, but I've yeah, I feel like it's self sabotage. It's well, not self sabotage, but someone sabotaged that plane. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't just. It didn't just crash by accident. It's like in my head, it's like one of. Three people. Yeah. I like it. Um, it's. I prefer it to like the first four episodes. I prefer it to the first four episodes of Jessica Jones, um, so far. But it's not as good as Luke Cage or Daredevil, in my opinion. Um, I think the fight scenes are lame, like really, really shit. Like compared to the fight scenes in Daredevil, which are like sick. Mm-hmm. Like I and for like obviously he's like a kung fu master or something like that. I just think they're just really, really poorly shot. Um, I think that I like the Danny Rand character, but I think maybe the actor's not good enough to pull it off. Okay. Um, I think it's the same guy who plays like Loris Tyrell. Yeah, Loris Tyrell. Yeah. Um, and there is a kind of a sort of twist. I think in I think it's revealed in the first episode that I feel is re- I'm not gonna say, it, but I think it's really, really, really obvious that it's coming. But yeah, um, I'm well, I'm gonna watch the rest of it so far. But I I think it's I think it's decent show. I've got I've got like a few points actually. You now you said that. Um, I'd I'd like to actually see Iron Fist versus Daredevil fight because they're both martial art experts. Mm. But you assume Iron Fist is more so. He's a, probably a more trained. Yeah, actually, probably then, not. And then he can you power, say that? Bro. Yeah, he has one fist he's full got of like power. He's got all his chi and his yeah, something to do with that. Hand something and he like. can bust. Whatever, but like yeah, he has fight scenes. He doesn't win with ease, which makes me think he's not a master at all. Mm. Second of all, the Mandarin speaking. Oh God, it's so bad. Literally, someone else speaking, and he's it's just really so bad. bad. It's like those Japanese films where yeah. they you see their mouth move, and then and then the voice comes afterwards. It's literally oh, that. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say another point, but it'd be a spoiler, so I'm just gonna leave it. So you're halfway part. through. The series and it's only just getting good. Is that too... no? It's like mm, episode five ish. It was okay, okay, and it's getting better. I mean, is that not too long to wait to kind of? I mean, I guess the only reason we're sticking, well, you two are sticking with it, is because it feeds into the defenders and mm. also the Marvel. Maybe yeah, they're, they're going to be in the Avengers, but their name was in it. So, but they might only be a snippet. It might literally just be looking at them at some point. Mm. And then... But is that too long to wait? Like, would you have given up if it was any other series? By the episode five, if it still wasn't. I think if if it was if I just watched it and it had no connection to the other three yeah. shows, and I was just watching it and I'd watch the first few episodes, and if it wasn't thirteen episodes, because that's not that many, that's not that many episodes. If it was like Arrow or Flash, when it's like twenty three episodes, I probably would have given up by now. Because <laughs> it took me four or five episodes to get into Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and I was I was I was at the point of being like, nah, I'm yeah, gonna give up. Fair enough. Thing is, I want to say more, but I can't because it'll just give away too much. But yeah, I'll you try. can. I'll, I'll try. I can't because he, he's watching it. So I'll, next time, hopefully, we've all we've finished watching it. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I just wanted to say about that. I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna try and watch that. God, so many shows I want to watch now. I, I want my someone's recommended to me Peaky Blinders and Westworld, so I've definitely got to get on them. Westworld, yes. I've heard Santa Clarita Diet is quite good. Which is I heard Netflix. it wasn't very good. Oh, yeah. maybe I'll test the on that one. I'll give it a few episodes. <laughs> is that one Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard it wasn't very good. 
All right, well, that brings us to the end of episode eight of Your Average Critics. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our chat on Get Out, Spoiler Field Logan, um, and A Silent Voice, uh, among many, many others. We've had a bumper episode this week. Um, please do get involved uh, in our conversations. Um, tweet us at YACpodcast17 or uh, post on our Facebook page, which is Your Average Critics. Uh, we you know, welcome any sort of feedback, any comments you want discussions for any future podcasts because we've already read out uh you know about three listeners questions so we do read them we do take them on board and we do discuss them um hopefully we treat them with the uh wit that you hope um yeah please tune in next week um which we don't know what we're talking about quite yet, but um, no. I'm hoping to see Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Power Rangers. Rangers. Power oh, Rangers. I can't wait. How could I forget? I can't wait. So, yes, I think that's going to be shite, but Obi is. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good either. I just really want to watch okay. it. Okay. Well, we will give you our verdict next week. There is week. a post-credit scene as well. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll stay tuned for that. Everyone's jumping on the Marvel bandwagon. Ollie's going to have watched all 51 Marvel Cinematic 51. Universe films by then. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Um, as always. Always, mate. As always. Tune in next week. See ya. Bye.